What a day. It's Time Zero's podcast. I'm Spike Eskin. I'm Chris Johnson. Lee Russikoff. Say it again, Lee. Lee Russikoff. There he is. Lee, happier than anybody. Wait, wait, time out. Time out. (laughs) You were too late. We already started. (laughs) Um... I can't even remember. I was trying to remember if Lee predicted a win last no, week. No, I had a loss. Oh, right. You're, are you going to do that every week? Is that going to be your bit? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. <laughs> just making sure. I'm going to comp- I'm going to predict a win every week just to remember the the next week what I predicted. Well, that's been your bit for... <laughs> the only time I think that you predicted an Eagles loss is after the bye because you're dying for that not to happen. Oh, yeah. Year. I'll do that. And then every other game <laughs> will be a win. So we can skip that question for right. now. <laughs> I, I, so I was at the game last night. All right. And after the first Eagles... Andy Reid timeout. I walked out. I couldn't watch the second field goal. I just, I, I was so you didn't. Frustrated. Yeah, I walked out. You waited that long to leave? That's right, Lee. Well, here's what's funny is that um, we uh, we'll get right into the icing the kicker podcast. Yeah, I mean, come on, it's just all you're doing is giving the kicker. I don't believe me. It's not just Andy Reid. All NFL coaches do this, and it's just as asinine when they do it. But all you're doing is giving a kicker kicker a practice kick. No, yeah, no. they can gauge the wind. Wrong. They can gauge the That's, distance. I'm not wrong. It's, you it's are. It's basically a field goal. It's basically a free. It's like a free throw for them. Like no, it's, but it's the, not though. Obviously, a 53 yarder is a long free throw. But yeah. but but when you're but they do it on every level of kick. So the motion, everything is the same for them. So it's it's a routine thing. So all you're doing is giving them. I I in my opinion, all you're doing is giving them a practice kick. But what I'm if it? Had, what if the first one had gone through and the second one didn't? Right. No, I know. That's yeah. my point. It's just random. Yeah. You're not you're not gaining any advantage. Uh, well, maybe you are. I, I, I feel like this is one of those things. I know the numbers say that it's um, that there's actually a little bit better percentage chance that they make it the second time, um, but I feel like that's not enough of an analysis of like what it is. I don't know. I just think about like human nature. If I was a kicker, I, like I wouldn't want to have to do that again, especially if I made it the first time. That feels like that would be like heartbreaking if I made it the first time and I had to do it again, especially from 54 yards. I don't know. Yeah, I think, it worked. I think- it, I mean, I guess did it work? Yeah, he didn't. Did luck. I, I, I guess he didn't hit either one. Time it, it was left or left the first time. I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, he didn't, maybe he didn't have enough leg to kick it twice. Maybe yeah, he got tired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so hold on. You walked like onto the concourse. You were at. You like. Yeah. I don't even know if I can believe that. Yeah. Was I don't that, buy were, it. were you scared of the rest of the fans if he had made it? You want to beat traffic? <laughs> no, no. I, I I waited on the concourse. People were sitting there. I was I was leaving with. <laughs> I, I couldn't. Merrill's call was was brilliant for two reasons. First of all, because it was a great call. Second of all, because you can tell that, like, man, I, I know we all want to believe that there's a lot of emotion involved in, like, in doing that. But for him to be able to call the second one with as much vigor as he yeah. called the first one <laughs> leads you to believe that it is just skill and it's not emotion. Because th- there's no way that you can't, your second call can't just be exasperated and just be like, oh, boy. Instead, it's just like, it's a huge, it's good. Um, yeah, I guess the, well, I mean, by and large, the ice, the kicker thing is just, it's just something that coaches do. Yeah, they, I, it's they not just, Andy, right. That, and I don't mean to, I'm not picking on Andy Reid. I think overall, I just think it's stupid. I think they need to do away with it in general. It doesn't add anything to the game. It All it does is make games longer. It's just make it illegal somehow. Like, make it so you can't call a timeout in the last five seconds of the of the play clock on a kicking play, something like that. Um, it, a rule just for you. 
<laughs> essentially. Yeah. Um, the uh, I, and I guess I don't know if because you were <clears throat> you were at the game you didn't see afterwards, but Michael Vick was clearly exact felt like the rest of we did uh, the rest of rest of us, and he was like, "Man, I hate. I don't believe in icing the kicker. Just let him go <laughs> up and do his thing." Like I love how honest Vick is. Consistently yeah. honest. Um, I, I think we always get when he's irritated. At least he's you know honestly irritated, and when he's confident, I feel like he's honestly confident. I don't believe that Michael Vick ever says anything now that he doesn't totally believe. Um, so he said that afterwards. I, I have to say though that the the icing the kicker thing was a. I, I think I have to go the. I, I guess I can't because of who I am. At least publicly and what my career is but i would love to bail from twitter during eagles games at this point because it's fantastic the read narrative like like the read like stuff is just and the 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 second guessing and it's just too dumb it's just too we've said it a million times or at least i've said it a million times just the the inability to properly totally at least understand football totally and it just it makes everybody look so 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 dumb on twitter like the best one was when he challenged the Deshaun Jackson catch and right. everybody was like, oh, here we go again, another bad Andy Reid challenge. He's never going to win this one. He never does. Completely forgetting that Andy Reid was 75% on challenges last year, and he won the challenge, and Deshaun Jackson did catch the ball. Like, just seeing it made me annoyed, and the whole Shady McCoy thing in the first half. Everybody's like, well, here we go. He only ran him six times. It's like, there's a whole game. He ran him to, like, I- I'm actually kind of glad he only ran him six times in the first half, because he, he actually looked really good. This- he ran 23 times. Times for the game, it turned out he was really good in the second half. Maybe there was a re- I don't think he ran enough in the first half, now, right? Are, are like, you on Twitter for work or for like me as a like a, like a, a personality? Like that's my bit. Uh, you know, I don't have a show. You know, I have a one time a week show. You know, on WIP. It's like if the, if this is going to be who I am, that I have to do that. My whole existence is my whole sports Philadelphia existence is based on Twitter. Yeah, I kind of feel sad for you right now. Yeah, that's who you are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's my. I was looking one day. I was looking. Why do I have so many tweets? Like, really? (laughs) And I look at it, and do you know, like, seventy four percent of my tweets are replies. So my thing is responding to people. Like, is being accessible and and doing that. It's not that I, but like, I do tweet a lot, but most of it. Like 70,000 of the 100,000 have been replies to somebody saying, hey, that's funny, or no, you're wrong, or you're something. just Twitter, though. You have Hess Guess uh, up here. <laughs> oh, you hear that? <laughs> Bro, I, I could do a whole podcast on that. Where that appears, which was fine, by the way. I, I would, yeah. Well, a, a gas station. Let me tell you something. If you're a WIP appearance at a gas station during rush hour, um, like people are more than happy to see you. You know, the bad appearances are at Maniunk bars on Friday nights at ten o'clock when nobody wants to see, you, when nobody <laughs> wants any part of you. But like, like a gas station one is almost like a sports bar during a football game you know like like right. everybody expect doesn't really even the people who don't expect you to see there are, are, are not bothered by yeah i'll spin the wheel and try to win a <laughs> you know hot tub time machine people are only there day. for seven minutes yeah they're in and they're out they yeah they don't talk to you for too long especially if they snap if they smell but like the like the i, I just i feel like like well that, that's i guess that's a whole thing so 
he did run the ball enough in the first half. He ran it, I think it was 12 times for 19 yards. And it just wasn't particularly successful. But I think it speaks to what people had been wanting, is that even if it wasn't successful in the first right. half, they continue to run, right? Right. And I think, with, you know, I think the, I, I, it's hard for me to, to tell from my seat. But it, like, it looked like in the second half where McCoy had the most success was in the cutback lanes. It looked like New York was over-pursuing a lot. And I don't think Shady saw that at first. And they, they were. They were kind of running into a brick wall. And they, and they kept running to their credit. And it was not only did it not only did it uh, get McCoy going in the second half, I think it slowed down the game. It gave them gave some pace to the game, although they had to hurry up the whole time, which was just not working. Like That's one of the things Like I would like them to, all right, so try it. If it's not working, let's settle down and let's, let's call play and let's get some rhythm that way. They weren't getting rhythm in the hurry up. That that was my problem with it in the first half. To your point, Andy Reid said that, and I agree with him <coughs> and you for the first time this this year. Yeah. And actually, for the first time, even when this Eagles offense is terribly successful, it's based on big plays. So there's not really a ton of uh, rhythm in general. You know what I mean? Even when it's working, it's not right. like an offense that looks like it's you know putting together. Um, drives, which is funny because everybody talks about Andy Reid West Coast offense and like this, the like it hasn't been the West Coast offense I don't think in like three years. Like they haven't been a, based around short passing um, since Donovan left or since Kevin Cobb left. I don't think. No, it's only the checkdowns to to Selleck or McCoy yeah. in the flat. Um, so yeah, and I actually, you know, if you're gonna if you if you know the run isn't totally working in the first half, um, having the other guys run into the brick wall rather than having McCoy run into the yeah. brick wall is is not a bad plan actually. I don't right. think. Um, and and uh, another thing uh, about the running game again, we saw Bryce Brown inside the five on a goal line thing. Do you do you think this may have anything to do with the fact that? LaShawn McCoy isn't particularly adept at, even though he only fumbled once last year, he doesn't look like he protects the ball that well in in general, and then maybe he, maybe that's why they don't run him that much in that situation. I just think they like they don't want to run him between the tackles as much as possible. That's yeah. what I think. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that McCoy has to get those touches because he, he is a lot more wiggly than, than Brown, but I think that's what it is. They don't. They're they're looking to avoid as much pounding on McCoy as possible. I think that's exactly why you saw him not run the ball that much in the first half, and why he doesn't get those touches inside the five. Because that's all the biggest guys all diving straight for you, looking to hurt you, basically. And people are oftentimes like, "Well, what are you saving him for? Three years down the road?" Blah 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 blah. Well, maybe he's just saving him for December. Right. That's what I think. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Exactly. They, he wants him fresh or alive in December. And there, there is a reason why the Eagles have consistently been a good second half team. Is that I, I guess he plans for that on some level, and maybe that's um, maybe that's what this is. It is funny that the when they got stuck at the goal line three straight times on three runs, it was funny to watch everybody complain who had complained about them passing. Right? How the, can you complain? Like, yeah. yeah, I mean like, that, that's <laughs> what you asked for. They tried. So you want them to it do? Worked. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't look like it. I I want to see Vic runs actually on the goal line. Like that's pretty much what I want to see. Um, like draws. 
Yeah, well, just like sh- I like yeah, shotgun. Yeah. I mean, it, it, not the uh, what was it in the third end of the third towards the end of the third quarter where he just not kind of legged around. Yeah, the, where he where he just basically gave up just to save the the field goal. Right. right. Yeah, that was a bad play call. I thought just because there was no misdirection in it, that's what I would have liked to see. Yeah. If you're going to take away half the field, that's fine because Vic can get out to that half quicker. But at least get somebody moving the other way so that you just don't have all 22 in that that half the field. It just makes it less space. Yeah, there, I mean, there was nobody open. I mean, right. they showed in the replay, there was nobody, there was no, yeah, I love the, the quarterback draw from a, or the, the quarterback run from a shotgun, because it kind of gives him a chance to look at, mm-hmm. it, at what's there. Um, and, what, and What do you think's happened to the shovel pads? Do you think it's that Vic can't throw it? I mean, that used to be their bread and butter down there, and they yeah. don't do it at all anymore. Well, I mean, it, it kind of feels like this, this screen pass as well, I mean, I don't think we see yeah. as much as we used to. It might have just been something that um, McNabb and Westbrook were particularly good at, you know. Right. They had a rhythm doing it. Kind of, mm-hmm. I almost think you kind of have to know, almost like um, in uh, in basketball, like you kind of have to trust that that something's going to be there when you run a play like that. You, like on a pick and roll, you kind of have to. Right. You, as you roll to the basket, you kind of have to know that the ball is going to be where you need it to be. And I, I think maybe um, maybe it was just that Westbrook and McNabb kind of had a, a rhythm doing that. Um, I hope we get back to that point because I love yeah. that. I love that. It point. always works. Yeah. <laughs> it it, all, it it seemed like it always worked. Um, uh, well, oh, another negative. Um, in, in this win, we'll get to the positives. Oh, we're getting to both here, I guess. Um, I think Damaris Johnson hurt everybody when he caught the ball on three punts inside the ten, fair catched, and tried to run it out. And everybody was like, "That's not how you're supposed to do it." And then finally, in the second half, it seemed as if he would just let them go. Yeah. Um, and the kick coverage, I know Cole Anderson wasn't there and Akeem Jordan wasn't there, but it was just as bad as I've ever seen it. Yeah, they, it, I don't know what Bobby April is doing with these guys because it, it, it's all, I mean, the Damaris Johnson stuff is, is Just mental. tell them. It's just tell them not to do yeah. it. <laughs> you got to know. You're on the 10-yard line. Like the, I don't know if it was the first or second one that he's standing back there. I was like, all right, he's good. He's, uh, at least he's going to catch and run from the 10. The last minute he throws up the fair catch. I'm like, oh, you can't do that. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Get out of there. The kick coverage and the kick coverage kick was coverage was really, really bad. I mean, it's awful. Like, it's just, I mean, Bobby April was brought here for that. I know they, they were missing some guys on special teams, but it's just that's unacceptable. And the, the, I, I think the, the game the game might not have even been close if it wasn't for for that. I mean, it gave them field position consistently. They were working with a short field consistently. Well, out of that, out of the bad, bad special teams play, um, I think that the defense played played very well, considering that the Giants were starting with the ball around the fifty yard line yeah. pretty much every single time. So, I mean. The linebackers, as it looked, the linebackers didn't play great, and the and the the backfield, the secondary, didn't look like they had a great game. But I think when you put it all together, all in all, they uh, they performed above average. Yeah, the Giants ran for I think fifty seven yards on nineteen carries um, with an offensive line that had been had done pretty well. Um, you know that's why why Andre Brown had 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 the the two games that he did was a lot about they. I was talking to a, a Giants guy last week and it. There were a couple of injuries on the offensive line right yeah. when Ahmad Bradshaw got hurt, and it actually made, seemed to make them better. Um, and they had both guys last night, and the Eagles' defense, at least with, on the run, looked good last night. Is it 
time to talk about your boy Namdi yet? Uh, we'll get to it in one second. <laughs> um, just before we get to Namdi, um, defensive line, like, where are the sacks, do you think? Like, why aren't they getting... They look like they, they got pressure real early in the game, but I think they only had one sack yesterday, and, and just... Well, Eli is tough to sack. Eli gets rid of the ball. Well, but, but it's been I all think, year, though. I think they're 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 getting pressure with four, but not overwhelming pressure, and they're kind of containing. They're they're using they're blitzing a lot less, obviously, than they did with Jim Johnson. I think it's because they can get some pressure, although while they're not getting sacks, it's be it's it's effective. Okay. You, there weren't a lot of sacks in the game at all last night. I yeah. thought, which was, which was not expected. One, I right? think. You have two defensive lines that have dominated teams, and they did not look so dominant against banged up offensive lines on both sides. Yeah, that's uh, what you were lo- you were looking for more sacks and more hits on Eli, but without bringing really any of the linebackers because uh, you needed them back in coverage on the tight ends or, or out in the flat on the running backs. You 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 had to rely on your on your four guys and I think they caused enough enough havoc up there. They just didn't get the get the hits that you want to see. Um so we can talk to DR uh, about Namdi now. Like Look, man. And then DRC? And then DRC. Well, I think, I, I do think, at least on the first play where he got really burned, on the, when there was the two back-to-back, I do think Kirk Coleman was supposed to be back there and bit on play action. Yeah, he bites on play action like nobody's yeah. business. And so I wonder how much of this is Kirk Coleman. I, I don't think it's all obviously. I think, obviously, we're not getting what we thought we were getting with Namdi. Now, what we're getting, I, I, again, it's so hard for us to know without, like, being in the coach's room, right, and knowing, was, was that really Namdi? The second one, to me, looked like he got he just got beat. He got turned around. His hips didn't move. Yeah, I, I, like, I actually, I wrote this morning, like, I, I need I need DRC and Nate Allen and, and not DRC, uh, Namdi and Nate Allen and Kurt Coleman to get in a room and figure out when Namdi's going to have help like and right. and and feet because I'm I'm just sick of watching Nambi chase people yeah. <laughs> who have the ball. It's it's like he there there comes a point where like and and I guess to his defense we knew we were expecting safety to be um, the weakest link I guess on the defense this year. I, you know that was that was where they didn't really do much addressing at all. So I it's entirely possible that they're screwing it up. But like come on like. I, I, I don't know. I don't see anybody else doing that. From week see. to week, it looks like Kurt Coleman is always on Namdi's side of the field, yeah. and and then from week to week, it looks like Namdi is 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 disappointed with some decisions that Kurt Coleman makes um, yeah. over and over again. So I, I was I, I took the train in this morning. I cannot imagine how bad Jaquan Jarrett was that he just got cut <laughs> from this team. Yeah. Because I, I watched Kurt Coleman running around out there. Yeah. He, all he wants to do is, is hit somebody as hard as possible, but he cannot. He can't He can't play the position. Yeah, he's, he's, he's trying to make up for getting run over by Trent Richardson. He's yeah. going to be doing that all year. I, I thought... Jaquan the, Jarrett um, was, te- it was, was just... It, but it does say how beyond atrocious he was. The he was, penalty that was... I guess it was on Namdi towards the end of the game... Yeah, the, um, the pass interference in no, the... Yeah, was, I thought was that was going to be... Wait, what's that? It was DRC, wasn't it? No, it was Namdi. No. no, it was the one on Namdi. I thought, I thought because Kurt Coleman came in like leading with his helmet, I thought it was going to be a 15 yards on uh, that yeah. hit. The, I, yeah, like, there were two. Yeah. There was one against Namdi and one against DRC. Yes. The yeah. fourth and one was DRC. Yeah, yeah. By the way, that's the other thing. Like The fourth and one calls, 
I, you have to give some credit to the Giants there. I know probably Twitter was exploding and getting mad at the defense. Yeah. But they were they went for long passes on fourth and one twice. Well, the one was at the end of the end of the quarter. Right. Well, if the, I, if it's the Giants, they're ballsy. If Reed had called them, he would have been an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> one yard? You mean to tell me we can't run for one yard? <laughs> Um. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Chris. Not so Namdi. Yeah. No. So it's. I don't think it's on. I, I'm not putting. I'm putting more of it on Kurt Coleman than I am yeah. on Namdi because I think he. I think Namdi is is the better person for not going out and saying it was Kurt Coleman's fault. It was Kurt Coleman's fault. He, he's just sitting back and hopefully he he and Kurt get it figured out. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, but I think the point is that even if it's Kurt Coleman, I think. You know, at some point, like, that doesn't happen to Darrell Rivas. That doesn't happen. That never happened to Deontay. It just, like, and that's what he was billed as when he was coming here. Yeah. And that, that's the problem. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, but, and I was, I'm a Namdi fan. I want him to succeed. I just, there, it, he's got to be more locked down than he's been. Ike Reese talks about him the best. He was like, he's good, but he's just not that good. He, he says right. exactly what you're saying. He's good, yeah. but he's just not as good as he was billed to be. He's not worth that money. He just isn't. Right. There's no way he's worth that money. He's their second corner right now. Well, yeah, but that's yeah. it's a lot of money. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I guess between the two corners, it's uh, it's eleven million dollars. So that's fine, right? Um, and being the like, DR better than paying the money to Asante Samuel. Also, yeah, this where's year. Asante? Well, you need Asante back. Well, let me tell you, I would, he's, I'd rather he's have morphed a, into Dominique Rogers Cromarty. I'd rather have um, I'd rather have Asante than than Namdi at this point. Um, DRC, wow. just I would. I mean, just like like what, what's what's he doing out there? Like, what, what are we paying him? For? Like seriously, I'm a, I don't want to hear. Well, whatever. Uh, what that, that every time they don't throw to you, that's a win for you. Come on, right. man. Like like then how did Deion? Like what opposing offenses didn't know Deion Sanders was good, and still he wound up intercepting passes, and we noticed that he was there. Like like there's no way that you are just so dominant that nobody will ever throw to you, and the only time we see you is when you clearly blow the ball. Like, yeah, it's just, it's impossible that he's that good. Yeah, and he doesn't, he doesn't seem to have, like, the balls, like, when the ball's in the air, I don't, he doesn't go and get it like Dion used to, like, the, the, the elite guys used to. I, I don't know. I, again, I think he's a good player. I just, right, I, I'm, I'm with Ike on that. He's just not that good. And DRC, just a maddening, he will be, he is going to do something super, super, super dumb. I, Mark, Hopefully that my was words, it, and that was, and we're over it. No, yeah. Because the end of my sentence is he's going to do some something some super 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 dumb this year that will, if not cost them the game, close to cost them the game. Like that was, I can. That was it. Wasn't that it? Well. Well, night? No, tackle? no, closer. Like, like <laughs> bro, look, my, here was the dumbest part of that, is that I understand that initial instinct to want to run out of the end zone. Because like, you saw that first instinct. I get it. But, like, when you, when you have to run to the other side of the end zone, and there's still guys from the other and team then reverse. in front of you. Yeah. And then reverse towards the, goal, towards the, uh, the back of the goal line. Just take a knee, jerk. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like... <laughs> At and least he ran out of bounds and didn't get hit and give up a fumble. It was. I knew he was going to fumble. I knew he was going to fumble. He did. Trying to make a play, Spike. Yeah, he's a playmaker. <sighs> Um, These guys do not like taking the ball at the twenty. No, nobody does. <laughs> it's like it's like they're a They'd member. Much some, rather have it on the eight. <laughs> they're a member of some stupid club. <laughs> For the second straight game, Michael Vick did not throw an interception. Um, now, most notably in this game, is I be, there were two plays 
where I was sure that he was going to throw across his body into the middle of the field in the red zone and throw an interception, and he didn't do it. Now, he maybe he could have thrown the ball away, and he ended up taking a sack instead, but whatever. Those were two plays that um, indicated to me that at least there is a possibility that Michael Vick can not grow to what we all had hoped in terms of decision-making, but can come closer than we had believed in the first few games of the season. Yeah, he talked about it. He said uh, he's playing smart. He threw the one, but there was like one really bad pass where he threw it like into Bowley's back, Mm -hmm. into like full triple coverage. But everybody has one or two bad passes. Yeah, no, it's the red zone turnovers that kill you. It's trying to make a play when it's just not there. And he absolutely was more conservative. And, you know, hopefully that praise is enough for him to keep doing it, you know, and, and blunt his competitive fire, I guess is what I would say. Yeah, I mean, maybe I think that the the equation that needs to happen into his head is like what he's trying to get is, is point B is win and point A is where he's at. And if he can somehow make, like get to point B Without doing like by doing these things, you know what I mean? Like, right. like he's trying to make a play to win, and if he can understand that making the play is that, you know right. what I mean? Like, right. then maybe um, I don't know. It, like, like I don't know. Like when a bad kid in school gets positive reinforcement for doing his homework, maybe he just starts to do his homework more because he likes positive reinforcement. He wants to win. That's I don't think anyone's ever doubted that. So um, I don't know. Those couple of plays were. Where I was, I was like, I didn't want to say it out loud, but I was fully expecting him to to blow it. Um, And speaking of fully expecting, just to jump back to something you said before on that fourth and one, I think where everybody was expecting the Giants to just get up there and try to draw the Eagles off sides, Mm -hmm. I was fully expecting somebody to go off sides. Um, and somebody made mention that Jason Babin was not on the field for that play, and it had to be for the express purpose of him not jumping off sides. It had to be. Um, I was expecting the worst. I just didn't. I was expecting them to lose last night. And a, another positive Vic thing is like this is his third, um, fourth quarter drive this year to win a game. Yeah, it's it's fun watching these fourth quarters now, and I yeah. don't know if it, like I'll say. Uh, it wasn't that exciting watching Donovan McNabb in the fourth quarter, and I don't know if you have stats to to say that Donovan was actually better than we saw <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Well, he but was, I just, but yeah. I, and that's fine. Yeah. I just remember watching some of those games, and you knew from the minute the fourth quarter started, somehow the clock would just spin out of control, and the game would be over before they before they had a shot at the end zone. But. Watching Vic just moving up and down the field, it's it's good. It's finally it's good to finally see that. So yeah, I can't wait till he blows it and it ruins all of our perceptions of. Stop being of so negative. I'm not Come being on. negative. Three and one. Yeah, three and one three is and one. Well, and what we learned this weekend, and we continue to learn, is that Lee says every week is the NF. Here's here's what is certain: is that the Eagles have now beaten arguably the best team in the AFC and the best team in the NFC in two of their first four games. I mean, I think it's certainly arguable that the Ravens are the best team in the AFC, and many were talking about the Giants as the best team in the uh, NFC, certainly after the Panthers game. Um, That being said, the Eagles are not very good, which (laughs) continues to prove Lee's point that there are no good teams in the NFL. None. It's worse than ever. Yeah. I think there are are still... 
two big games that you need to see for the the best in the AFC, best in the NFC, and that's this coming weekend against the Steelers. They're a very good team, and then I don't know if it's the week right after against the Falcons. These these yeah. next two games. Well, no, are, we have the Falcons after the bye. The, the Falcons in like three weeks. It, it goes like um, the Lions, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's the Lions in at isn't it in or is that it's in here. Detroit? Okay. Yeah, that's in Philly, and they have the Falcons in Philly too. And the Falcons have never. Yeah, been. I don't know about the Steelers. I mean, we'll see a lot about the Steelers this week because they're coming off their bye, and their defense has just been terrible. Now they've been missing some guys, but they look very susceptible this year to to have finally having a down year. Although it seems like forever since they've had it down here. Yeah, they don't look that good to me, to be honest. Yeah. And there's a big difference when Palomalu is not there and he hasn't been there. But um, defend- even when they have a down year, I feel like they can they can move the ball. They've they've switched their perception completely from defense to offense. And and well, they can't run the ball, so they're just kind of throwing. And Roethlisberger, it's Roethlisberger, Wallace, Antonio Brown, and they're they're throwing the ball well. They're not running the ball well. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. It's not going to be like. That they're not going to run right through the Eagles. I can't imagine. So they're, but maybe they'll throw right through them. We'll see. Yeah, Roethlisberger is one of those guys like Vic that gets hit way too much. Yeah. Um, I can certainly imagine Roethlisberger taking a beating and somehow beating us on Sunday. But I feel like he is going to he is going to take a beating on Sunday. Well, you see. We'll see how your boy Namdi does this weekend. Oh yeah, we will see how my boy <laughs> Namdi does. My boy. <laughs> Um, I think that's that's everything. Any other uh, things of note from anybody from this game? Would you rather have on your team uh, Michael Vick or Eli Manning? Eli Manning. Eli. Yeah, not even close. Just yeah. wanted to make sure you're both there. Yeah, I, he's <laughs> he's a good quarterback. He gets rid of the ball. He's uh, he has taken and he still makes you know knucklehead decisions, but. Um, he he over the last uh, last year and this year has bec- has taken like like a big jump in in certainly in my eyes but I think when you look at the numbers he's just he's become um he's just a a much better quarterback than he was and he's he's like that that is now a pass first offense mm-hmm. you know and he's you know who knows how good Victor Cruz really is and how much of that is Eli Manning you know i i think Peyton Manning for years made uh made receivers probably better than they were yeah, like Brady did with the Patriots yeah yeah i Eli Manning is yeah i would definitely rather have um Eli. but i like the Eagles again are if they're able to beat teams like this, and the Falcons, fine. The Falcons are good in the right. They were fourteen and two in the regular season last year. It's not like they weren't good in their regular season last year. Like their lack of a running game is going to end up hurting them. Like they, they do not have like like Michael Turner, Jason Snelling, Jaquiz Rogers are not are not good. Like none of those guys are particularly good. Um, and I think that. And I think that like if they, I I, I don't. Until they prove that they're going to do something in the playoffs, I'm not particularly afraid of them. Um, Spike Super Bowl team. No, I'm just saying it's it's like <laughs> it's just as possible. Like sure, it's it's like I I just nobody's that the Packers aren't that good. The the 49ers, Alex Smith. We were, I was saying last he stinks. He's not good. He's not a good quarterback. And those that that quarterback managing a game nonsense can can happen during the regular season. But I don't think it's possible anymore. Everybody talks about Trent Dilfer. Well, that was like it seems like a million years ago in terms of the NFL. well, and that was one of the greatest defenses we've ever seen. Yeah, and it's not like the NFL is not not it's just not like that anymore. You can't. I don't think you can win a Super Bowl without a quarterback who is capable of of doing that. And Alex Smith is not if you saw that 
Jets 49ers game yesterday, like 49ers scored 49 points on like no or 34 points on like no yards. They they it wasn't like they were moving the ball. The Jets are just terrible. You see their other quarterback ran an option. Oh yeah, yeah, they were like out Tebowing the Jets. <laughs> what were you saying, Lee? How bad are the Jets? They are so bad because their defense isn't even that good. Yeah. And and Mark Sanchez <laughs> is stinks. He stinks. I know he's throwing to nobody at this point, but he stinks. He's not that good. Um and it, he is a guy that shows you like your your ceiling is limited at this point with a quarterback like that. Like they went to AF two straight AFC championship mm-hmm. games, right? But like, do you believe that they could win a Super Bowl with Mark Sanchez being the quarterback? Like, I don't. I don't think that's possible. No. And then did you see the Holmes play where he got hurt and threw the ball away? Imagine if if Deshaun did that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Ronnie Brown already did it once. Uh, Ronnie Brown. Well, he wasn't hurt. He just was trying to throw yeah, a pass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to... Who do you think... May, well, I guess DRC already did it. DRC and Deshaun Jackson, I feel like, are plotting somewhere to see who can make that that play this year, just that bonehead play this year. Uh, yeah, that Holmes play was just... I, much like we look at the Ronnie Brown play last year, as like I, at least I look at that as like the, the yeah. poster play for the year, I think for the Jets this year, that Holmes play will be it. Yeah. The guy gets hurt with like nobody around him and throws a ball away. It was just terrible. They they stink. The Jets are terrible. Um, all right, Lee, you ready? I'm ready. Pittsburgh Steelers, Philadelphia Eagles in Pittsburgh, one o'clock game. Um, what do you see? I see it as a really tough spot for the Eagles. You know, even yeah, I, and then this I think is that's why this Giants game was so important because they're go, they're going to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has the bye week. It, Time out, Lee. I got to time out your analysis because I had one more thing I wanted to get to. And I I put it at the end of the podcast because if there's anybody listening at this point, they're not going to abandon me uh, because of my view on this. Enough with the Brian Dawkins stuff. Enough, enough, Uh, enough. Enough with the the preacher Dawkins at halftime and the dance. Like, I just... Boy, I can't take it. I just, I, I was, I felt like I was the only guy, like, not inspired by, I saw the the halftime thing, and I was like, are you serious, man? Like, like, I just, I can't, he was a great player, and I know fans love him, and inspiring, and blah, 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 but you cannot tell me that there were not players like last night and in, on the field coming out the tunnel. Yeah. Players last night on the Eagles team and players that he played with that were like, Oh, okay, bro, I get it. You're the Wolverine. Great. <laughs> His dance is so much more ridiculous than anything Ray Lewis has ever done. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was hypocritical. Like the Eagles acted like he was like they didn't get rid of him yeah. three years ago. Like that was just forgotten. Like like, oh yeah, Brian Dawkins, you're an Eagles for life. Yeah, except for those three years when we told you that you can only play if you pay us back if you get hurt. Well, yeah, yeah. well, but too, I mean, like, Brian Dawkins, if, if he was that offended by it, like, why right. is he back Eagles for lifing it and, you know, g- kissing Jeffrey Lurie's ass in the, the press conference, in the, 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 the ceremony? Because he had his number retired. That doesn't happen to very many players. If you get the opportunity to have your number retired, I think you, I think you do whatever, you, well, whatever yeah, they want. But, like, that's, like, then I, like, like, then I don't want to ever hear from anybody that he was wronged or anything, because this is, that's life, you Well, know? you're going to hear that too well, yeah. 
<laughs> unfortunately. Because I'll tell you, even if they called him and told him, there's no way they should have given him that money anyway, because he was cooked by the time he left here. And I don't know, but they had nothing. It wasn't a lot of money, and they didn't have anything to replace him with. Is my biggest thing. Like, yeah, they, yeah. So yeah. it wasn't a lot of money. Like they could have kept him for a little bit of money. They just didn't. And what they should have done is, and Sal Powell was saying this a bunch, is just giving him the old contract for life thing because he obviously is valuable to them for PR purposes. You see how popular he is here. Just would have been a smart business move to do that. Well, but like, if but he it wanted wasn't, to stay was, here so much, like, like stay here for the two years rather than the third, like, you know. I'll say it, stay here for 10 years and then when we're ready, we'll put you up in the office in a suit. Well, if he's willing to do that. Right. Like, if right. he's willing to say, like, if, if they tell him, who knows if they go, hey, when we think it's over, we we want you to, like, quietly, you know, we think you have two years left. You right. know, we think you have two years left. We'll give you this deal, but we really don't want you to play in that third year. You know, right. like, if, right. who knows if he's willing to do that? He seems like a guy that thinks he could play right now. <laughs> well, and the way it looked, it wasn't it wasn't the right move. For on the field, uh, Spike, I don't That's know if right. we were doing podcasts at the time, and or I don't know if... We were. Because I remember we were talking about Dawkins, and all I can remember is the 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 running thing between between us about Dawkins is he was always the third guy in. Yeah, third on guy every in on tackle. every single hit. <laughs> and we weren't sure what he was doing out there. And look, we thought he was done, too. Yeah, he was. T- he would hit, land on the top of the pile. Anyway, it looks like Kurt Coleman out there. Yeah. <laughs> I told myself I wasn't going to make that analogy. <laughs> no, I don't hate him. I don't hate him. He uh, he played very well here for the time that he was here, and he brought a lot of energy. He's um, and good and good for re- retiring his number. I'm I'm fine with that. Um, and McNabb is next. He's the Wolverine. The suit's too big too. All right, Lee. Back to your Pittsburgh analysis. It's a bad spot for the Eagles. You were saying. Yeah, I think it's a bad spot for the Eagles. Um, I mean, why would I predict a win now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you say Eagles lose. Yeah, I mean, I think so. And I think it's okay. That's why I think that the Giants game was so important to win because they, they kind of are in a few bad spots going forward. They have a really hard schedule going forward. Both teams do. So to get that division win was huge last night. And, you know, this, this game's going to be a tough one. Um, will Andy Reid be the head coach of the Eagles in the first game of the 2013 season? Of course he will. And will Michael Vick be the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles? For as long as he wants. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so unless he retires, right. essentially. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Michael Vick will be the quarterback. Chris, your analysis of the Steelers game. I think they win. I think they take advantage of the no uh, no Palomalu defense. I think they win pretty big, thirty-one thirteen. Really? I think they yeah. I think they put up points. Wow. And will Andy Reid be the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles the first game of the twenty thirteen season? Of course he will. And will Michael Vick be the quarterback? I wavered on this one this week. Really? Um, I mean, going through the week and and what most people said is that that Reid was already thinking of going to Foles already. Yeah. Um, but after, I mean, after the game last night, I, I mean, Vic, Vic's a good quarterback, and he'll be uh, he'll be starting the season as the quarterback next year. Um, Spike, I say the Eagles win because I like. I feel like somehow they're going to win. I, I don't know. I, I like. I don't know how the game's going to play out. I, I just don't think Pittsburgh is um, particularly good this year, um, and they're not even like they're not even one of the. Um, I feel like they are a, a second-tier AFC team, without question. And I just don't, 
I think the the Eagles are higher up on in their second tier, um, or they might even be bottom of the first tier in the NFC. Whereas the like, I don't think the Steelers are anything close to the Patriots. By the way, did you what the Patriots did yesterday yeah. was insane. They just got annoyed and yeah. they're, like they're uh, fifty two points out of nowhere. I feel like they scored them in fifteen minutes. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like the Eagles are going to wind up. Um, it's you know. so tough to call the games on Monday. I like literally. I I yeah. I, I picked the picked the, the Giants on Monday, but I I had I bet the Eagles and lost that bet too because I had a two and a half. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it is hard to pick hard. it on Monday. It, it is. Change, yeah. Yeah, um, but I, I, I don't want. Yeah, yeah, I just hope that uh, I think I mean, they're going to win. I, I just think they're going to win. I think they're going to go like five and one or something. I, I just, I just, I feel like they're going to start off well. I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I feel like they're going to start off well. The only worry is that Roethlisberger gets in a rhythm. So I think this this week well, they need to bring they need to bring a linebacker or two and and get him on the ground a few times. Well, they um, the other worry is that. You know they can't score points. They are thirtieth in the NFL in scoring points. So uh, the the Eagles. So so I mean that is a concern too that they turn the ball. I'm not I'm not totally rid of the turn the ball over worry. Right. By the way, Michael Irvin predicted yesterday that the Eagles would not turn the ball over today. It was his bold prediction on the NFL Network. I thought it was stupid. I was like, how, why would you even predict that? Uh, I still think it's probably a stupid prediction, but whatever. And uh, I do think Andy Reid will be the coach, and I still don't think Michael Vick will be the quarterback. Um, and I to Chris's point, I really do believe that when Andy Reid wavered in that press conference, it was an honest waiver. Um, I like when he wavered about Michael Vick. Oh, d- I agree. Yeah. yeah, no, I think a lot of the issues, and it's not just the terms. I think he was missing protections. I think he was not, he wasn't seeing things on the field at all the way Andy Reid wanted him to. Yeah, and if I think if Nick Foles was a was was a second year quarterback, I think like. I think he might even be the court, might have even started the Giants game, and I think he would have pulled Vic after the first half if Vic looked terrible. And I still think that if Vic has a couple of bad games in a row, that he could start Foles because, like, he's it, like it. It's we might think it's Super Bowl or bust, but I don't think Andy Reid totally believes that it's Super Bowl or or bust. And even though it's very unlikely that they win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles as quarterback, if Andy Reid comes to the conclusion that it's impossible that they win with Michael Vick as quarterback, they might as well win as many games as they can, regardless of the Super Bowl. And I just... I. There's no way, Chris. I think we were talking about it last week, like just in the office here. There's no way that if he, if they said, "Hey, is Lashawn McCoy your starting running back?" Mm-hmm. Would he say, "Well, we'll, you know, we'll evaluate, evaluate as we go." go. Yeah. You know, you don't say that. You say that about the safeties, you know, or um, you say that about like the like the. the um, the the will linebacker. You don't say it about you know. You don't say it about the the quarterback. So um, I don't. I, I think he would switch. I, I, clearly, it's further away than it used than it was last week. But I think I still think he would do it. Um, all right. I, I think that's it. Is that it? Do we have anything else that's to it. touch on? All right. Well, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you didn't watch that field goal because you I couldn't. Watched it. I watched it from the concourse. You couldn't handle the brilliance of Andy Reid's Andy Reid's icing. I was icing. watching him. I'm because wa- I wasn't surprised. I was watching because I always go right to Andy Reid. I was watching him call ready to call timeout. Like he got in a crouch. <laughs> he thought he thought he was like got in his athletic position, he was timing it just right to make sure that he 
that make sure Tyne's got a practice kick. Good you job. just you hate him so much. You just but it's all go from my banner hate is all going right into Andy Reid. I do think that that point that we were at with McNabb a few years ago, post after our McNabb fight, right. when I believed that even though I liked him, I thought it was time. You know, like it just it it couldn't like just this city and Andy Reid. I just don't think I, like man. I do think he'll be here next year, but man, if they're not in the Super Bowl this year, boy, is that going to be going to get ugly next year? Yeah, toxic. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Lee. Thanks right, as always, it. buddy. All right. Later. Bye, Lee. Bye, Lee. Bye, everyone. Talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>